You're listening to the Seek Go Create podcast, a part of the SGC network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. And here's your host, Tim Winders. Hello, everyone. This is Tim Winders again. Welcome to the Seek Go Create podcast. This is the episode, episode nine, I believe, if I'm getting my numbering correctly, of season three, which this is the season where we're talking about everyday leadership, everyday leadership. And we've spent quite a bit of time this season covering all, all types of things related to this topic. And one of the prevalent things that we have been looking at is a definition that I I believe I laid it out in early episodes, if not the first episode, and have continued it throughout. And that definition is being a steward over those people, places, and things that God has gifted you with. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to spend we're going to spend some time just talking about the word steward. And that is what we're most likely going to be doing to wrap up this, uh, this season's episodes, at least the regular episodes. I may have a couple of bonus episodes scheduled. I am hopeful that we'll be able to do that. I believe I will be able to get my wife on for an interview. And we're going to be talking about specifically some things that she has been certified in, some experience that she has had lately. And it is with the Agile Lean process, which is kind of what's being used now in the project management arena. And we're going to talk to her just about her experiences there. But specifically, I just want to talk about the, the leadership that she sees there, how this term of stewardship leadership applies. And I am going to have her share how she believes this process is something that really can can go well beyond just the uh, development of products and software and things like that. It really can spill over to everyday life and can impact us as everyday leaders. So I think that's going to be fun. And then usually after a day or so, I like to do a bonus episode just for just to share some additional thoughts. But we'll see if we end up doing that. So so most likely this is the final episode for this season, other than a few bonus episodes. But today we're going we're gonna to look at, let me say this definition of leadership again, being a steward over those people, places, and things that God has gifted you with or God has gifted us with. And we've covered almost every part of that, of that definition. And we really have even talked about the aspect of being a steward. But today I'm, I'm going to go into a few fairly long lists of what a steward leader is and what a steward leader is not. And I have to kind of back up and give you the formation of this list. A few years back when I first began working on this concept and making some notes on it and and really, really attempting to understand what leadership was and what it meant for me and what it might mean for others and you know, with my spiritual background, what did it mean in ministry worlds? What did it mean in business environments that I spend so much time in? And so I really wanted to understand more what this was. And so at the time we were, we were staying for a short period of time in a small apartment up in the mountains of, in the Rocky Mountains while we were going to Bible school and doing some other things in that part of the world. And I had a big old whiteboard that had been gifted to me and it had wheels on it and because we were in a really small space there I, I i say that i'm speaking right now from an rv 
And so I guess I just had to chuckle when I said that we were in a small space at that time because it was probably four times the square footage that we are currently in. So I guess I should be cautious about what's small, what's big. But anyway, at the time it seemed small. So I had a whiteboard. It was like six feet tall, about two or three feet wide. It was on wheels so I could move it around to the different rooms and, and write on it. And what I had begun doing at that time when I was talking about steward leadership and working on this definition and these topics is I just started a list and I would write a word of what a steward leader is and I would think about what the opposite word might be and I would just meditate on it and I may study a little bit and I, I may just keep it up there and I would erase some and add some and take some away. And so what we're going to be talking about in this episode today is basically for the for the meat of this list, I am going to be sharing, um, for the meat of this episode, I'm going to be sharing those two lists with you. What a steward le leader is and what a steward leader is not. And, and I think it'll be helpful. I do expect to include this list down in the uh, show notes. So, so anyway, you could just kind of listen and then if you need to go back and take a look at the list and, and agree with me or disagree or whatever you would like to do, I, I welcome any feedback on, the, on all this because while I know, as I shared earlier when we were talking about personality profiles, my voice tone many times can come across as being definitive and authoritative. I, I am in no way saying that this is the end-all definition of this. I'm really just attempting to share that this is what I put on my whiteboard a few years ago, and I'm going to share that with you in this episode here. So let me start off and let me pull up the list here on my, in, my, uh, in my Trello board that I have all my notes in. Let's start off with what a steward leader is, and I'm just going to run through these words and and some of them I may spend a little more time on, some of them I may not. Some of them we may already have discussed, and some we may have not. So let's go ahead and get started. A steward leader is, first and foremost, I believe a steward leader is a giver. I believe there's someone who actually gives, and, and that that's somewhat one of their characters, that they believe in giving more than self and taking. And we'll probably see when I go to what a steward leader is not, that, uh, that one of the flip sides of that is obviously being a taker. A steward leader is also loving. I know that in the course of these episodes, if you're a business person and you're still with us and you've been listening to these, you may have heard the word love more in discussion about leadership than you have in any other teaching on leadership. And you know what? I'm glad that's the case because over the years, I will say this, if I had taught this 30 years ago, probably 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, you would have not heard me mention that word. Maybe not at all, but definitely not as much as I've matured, as I've observed, as I've seen, as I've seen examples of people that do leadership well and people that do not do it well, I believe one of the foundational principles of people that do it well is that they're able to show love and be loving and caring for others. So the steward, letter, steward leader is loving. 
The steward leader is also a caretaker. And a caretaker is someone who, let me break this word down for you, takes care of something. Uh, and, and that is, that's, I think that's primary here. It's, it's not necessarily an owner or someone who lords over something or controls over something. They understand that, like the definition says, they've been given a gift of something and they're to take care of it. This next one might be difficult for some people. The steward leader is temporary. And the flip side of that is not permanent. I think many of us get in situations where we have oversight. We believe we own something. We're put in a position, a title, a role. And for some reason, mentally, we believe this is permanent. It's going to define us. It is critical. We've got to do our absolute best because our entire lives revolve around it. And I kept playing around with this word, but I really believe that a steward leader understands that this is not something that is going to be around forever. They are most likely in a position that is temporary, that it may change. It may just be an assignment for a season. So the steward leader is in position that's temporary. I'll give you a good example of that just to share. Those of you that are parents, I believe you're a steward leader. And when your children are young, you obviously have a very active role in feeding them, changing them, dressing them, everything. As they get older, all of you parents know, there's some exciting, there's some exciting uh, times when all of a sudden they're able to go to the restroom by themselves. They're able to dress themselves. They're able to walk and talk and communicate and those type things. And then when they start driving and they become independent and really as they become adults, then you're still their parent, yes, but you are not in the same role. You are not controlling them. You're not, you know, it would be really weird if you dressed your grown children. Our children are now 29 and 26 and it would be a weird type thing if I went to my 26 year old son who's actually probably listening to this and editing this because he's the producer of this podcast and said, hey, JK, Joshua, I'm your father. I need to be dressing you every day. No, that's weird. Steward leadership is temporary. And hopefully that example helped you understand that. Steward leader is diligent. I don't think there's any room for slothfulness or laziness. They're diligent. There's a time to get some work done. There's a time to be diligent. The steward leader is also focused. And we're in a society where focus is very difficult. I think I've shared before that it's something that with our devices, with emails, with all the communication channels, with everything coming at us, it can be very difficult to be focused. And the steward leader needs to focus on that assignment, on that, on that asset, on that person, on that, on that thing, on that that they've been gifted with. They need to focus on that and they need to be, they need to be a good steward over that. So a steward leader is focused. The steward leader is also strategic. We talked about being a strategic thinker and a steward leader has to be strategic. And that, that you know, listen, some people are are kind of wired to do this better than others. But if you're one that you are wired more to flow and not plan, you know what, you need to do a little bit of it. 
you need to think about what what especially if you're leading a team or a group or an organization you need to think about you know we have six months from now what do we need to be doing today to strategically plan for what's going to be going on six months from now you don't want to just wake up in the morning and say oh look we've got something we need to do today no you need to be strategic which also leads into the next bullet point which is the street strategic leader should be decisive we covered this in a previous episode but it, it is important for us to be able to make decisions. That doesn't mean that we don't get wise counsel. That doesn't mean that we're not patient when we need to be. That doesn't mean when we don't, that we don't pause and listen and gather data. But it also means that when it's time to make a decision, we make it, we move on. We bear the responsibility and we move on. I think I shared in earlier episodes that I've seen many leaders in very high up positions that for, for fear or for they don't want to take responsibility or for whatever reason, they just have the inability to make even mundane, simple decisions. A steward leader is decisive. The steward leader is also observant. They watch for things. They look and see what's going on around them. They learn from experiences of other people. They observe. If they're overseeing a group or a team, they observe what's going on. They're not, they're not ignorant to what's been happening, and, and they have a pulse on things. They are observant. The steward leader is also consistent. That doesn't mean they're dogmatic and never changing, but they need to be consistent so that they don't shock and surprise their team, their people, and so consistency is important. The steward leader is communicative. I know in one episode we talked about communication specifically, but the steward leader must be able to have influence. They must be able to communicate, to share, and get get information across to people. And again, there's a lot of styles to this. There's a lot of ways to do it. We talked about that before, but the steward leader must be able to communicate and I would also encourage them to always be looking at how they can communicate better. The steward leader is also trusted. Trust is a big factor. You know, we, we're in a society, unfortunately, where there's very little trust. And really, a lot of the things I've just mentioned, to be a giver, to be loving, a caretaker, to be strategic and decisive, observant, consistent, to be able to communicate well, all of those factor into being able to be trusted. And, and so it's kind of difficult to really do a teaching or talk a great deal about being trusted. Here's the only thing that I know is that you know if it's there and you know if it's not. And so just be mindful of that. You need to position yourself as a steward leader to do the things to, to earn the trust of those that you are the caretaker over. The steward leader also should be humble and there should be humility there. And humility is really just the ability to be able to be taught, to be teachable, to be able to listen, to be able to be compassionate, to not think that you know everything. That is, that is some of the definitions of humility and to be humble. And that's an important aspect of the steward leader. The steward leader is also responsible. You know, you can't look around as the steward leader and kind of pass it to someone else 
and say, I'm not in charge of this. It's one of the reasons why decisiveness is important. You know what, you make the decision, and if you're part of the decision, then you're responsible for it and you move on. And if the decision turns out great, excellent, you know, give credit where credit is due to the team and, and to the people that were responsible for that. But if things go bad and it's on you, take responsibility, admit it, admit it, take responsibility, then move on. The steward leader is also patient and patience is definitely a virtue that we all need. I know it's something that I have worked on and attempted to develop more in my life and continue to. I actually have kind of joked around with my wife a little bit. I believe that one of the reasons that I was supposed to be on this journey with her and getting an RV is because it has taught me great patience. While there is a simplicity to this lifestyle, there's also complexity to it because we live on a truck chassis that's got a house on top of it and all of our plumbing, electrical, 12 volts, 110 volt, everything is just all packaged in right here. And where we're at right now, it's getting cooler. Tonight it's going down to around, I think, 13 degrees. And when things get colder, things could freeze up. So I'd have to learn patience. And I even remember, it's kind of funny, when we first launched out the, the earlier part of this year, I'm recording this in late 2019, early part of this year, it was one of these things where we were going to a specific spot. We were going to uh, Virgin, Utah. That's where we felt we were supposed to go to be to Zion. We felt we had instructions to go to Zion. And I just wanted to get there. I wanted to get there. I was white knuckling it. I was gripping the steering wheel and going and 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 was getting all anxious and trying to get there as quickly as I could. And and I shared with my wife along the way, I said, you know, I've been praying and I've been talking to the Lord and I feel like he told me that I needed to enjoy the journey. And my wife was real sweet about it, but probably she let out a sigh and gave me a look and say, well, it's about time you learn that. So anyway, patience. Patience is important in so many areas of life, but especially as a steward leader, we must, we must, we must have patience. Finally on this list that I have here is a steward leader should be orderly. And I guess the opposite of that would be chaotic. And again, we've talked about this previously. There are a lot of leaders that they operate off chaos. They enjoy it. It gives them, it gives them adrenaline and they love to fix things. And so they cause problems so they can fix them and they can be the hero and it feeds their egos and things like that. And I just do not think it's, I don't think it's valuable to just interject chaos automatically because we're in such a chaotic world. We're going to have it just built in. So what we need to do as a steward leader is as best we can bring order to that chaos. And when you do that, then I believe you're going to have influence and leadership over, over the people that you've been gifted with. So that's a, that's a good long list. I think there were 16, maybe 17 items there of what a steward leader is and what I want to do now. And some of these may just be the opposite. I think that's the way I whiteboarded it when I was really laying it out. But many times it's easier for us to understand, understand what something is if we really know what it is not. I know sometimes that's my learning process. If someone can clarify what it isn't, then that kind of helps me get clarity on what it actually is. So this list I'm going to be walking through is what a steward leader is not. 
and I'm probably going to go through it quickly. Hopefully, I can, so that uh, so that you can just kind of have the list and know that many of these are just the opposites of what we just talked about. A steward leader is not um, is not selfish. Selfishness is something we've talked about, and I guess that might be the opposite of being a giver. But a steward leader is not selfish. A steward leader is also not a jerk. I, I know that word's kind of harsh. I know I've used it a few times during, during this season, but I, I know short-term, an authoritative leader can possibly get results, but long-term, it is just not going to happen. So listen, just don't be a jerk. A steward leader is not a jerk. A steward leader is not an owner. A steward leader doesn't, doesn't assume and have their name on everything. And a steward leader doesn't just say that they own the process, they own the assets, they own the people. You're not an owner. Remember, we've used the word caretaker. We've used the word trustee. We've used some words to help us understand that we don't own things that we steward over. And I even attempted to make the point that even things that have your name on the deed, like houses and titles on cars, in a lot of ways, you're not owning that anyway because you can't take those with you. It's a short-term thing, which leads to the next thing that a steward leader is not. Steward leader is not permanent, and and that means that it's temporary. And even if it's just during the course of your lifetime, you will not be uh, you'll not be the permanent owner after a season, after a period of time. So, it is not permanent. Steward leader is also not lazy. Laziness, slothfulness has no place in being in being a leader and having influence over people and being a caretaker. Now, that doesn't mean we're busy for busy's sake, but it also means that we don't just sit around and allow things to happen. There is a diligence that comes with being a steward leader. Steward leader also is also not sloppy. And I'm not sure that that's a technical term or not, but it's just there's no sloppiness there. Steward leader is not scattered, and that's probably the opposite of focused. I believe I don't have the I don't have the list up in front of me here, but I believe that's the opposite of focused. Um, scattered is you know one minute one thing's important, the other minute something else is important, and you know the the next day you come in with a new goal, a new vision, and then a week later, no, we're changing, we're going somewhere else. That, that is, it's okay to pivot, but we don't do it every minute, every hour, every day, every week. We're not scattered as steward leaders. Steward leader is not reactive. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not nimble on our feet and we can't change, but we're more proactive and we're more strategic, as we talked about in the definition of what the steward leader is. We're not reactive. We're not just sitting around waiting on something to happen and then we react to it. We, we meditate, we think, we plan so that we can be more proactive. The steward leader is not indecisive. Again, the opposite of that is the steward leader is decisive. We've already discussed that. The steward leader is not oblivious. I kind of chuckled at this word. Um, probably everyone has been around people that have been in leadership assignments, leadership roles, that they, you know, I hate to say it this way, they just didn't seem to have a clue. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know their people. There were things happening. The word I use quite a bit is they're disconnected. They're just totally disconnected to what is happening, to reality. And I guess a nice word for that would be 
oblivious. The steward leader is not oblivious. The steward leader is not inconsistent. They need to have some consistency. You know, we've talked about this. A lot of these words are related. They're not up, down, you know, angry, you know, spewing forth profanity and then calm and sweet. And no, they're 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 more consistent. They're not inconsistent. The steward leader is not self-centered. I'm going to talk more about that in just a moment. There's an article that I just saw on that. The steward leader is not self-centered. The steward leader is not a hypocrite. And I don't know what it is, but over the last few years, this word has just been something that is a word that just keeps coming up time and time again. And I guess it's one of the desires that I have not to be this because as I study scriptures, as I study leaders, as I study people, this to me is one of the things that I guess I hate to say it's one of the worst things a person can be because that's relative, I guess, but it's someone whose words and their actions do not line up. It's someone who says one thing but does something else. It's someone who I believe has a serious character flaw, but they're not willing to admit it or say that they do. And then the worst thing that comes up here is that many times these people get elevated to positions, roles, management, whatever, and so they end up being over people, or they end up teaching, which is even worse. And I just want to emphatically say a steward leader is not a hypocrite. A steward leader is not arrogant. Um, opposite of that, of course, is humility, arrogant, thinking they know it all, thinking they're always right, thinking that they need to get all the credit is not arrogant. Steward leader is not blaming. That, uh, that means they're responsible. Steward leader is not a victim. This is a, this is a word that it's a tough one because people that are victims almost inherently do not know that they are, and they would never admit that they are. And to me, this is one of the most dangerous character flaws or characteristics that someone can have is slipping into a victim mode, and that is basically blaming other people for the situation that they're in. Be cautious of that. The only way to really know this is to have some humility and to have an advisor, coach, team, someone that can speak to you and say, hey, listen, you're slipping down a dangerous path. You're kind of coming across as blaming others and being a victim. So don't do that. And then the last item that I have on this list is the steward leader is not chaotic. In other words, they're not one that's who they're, they're not someone who's going to interject chaos just so that they can be the hero and come in and save the day. So those are some couple of healthy long list on what a steward leader is, what a steward leader is not. And I guess just a few other items here. The steward leader does not have a position, role, or even a title. This is a word I've been using quite a bit over the last few years. They are on assignment. And assignments change, seasons change, but you're on an assignment. If you've been given a role to be over, over a group, over a team, over a business, over a large organization, over um, if you've been a parent, then you're on an assignment, and that assignment, like I said earlier in this definition, it could be temporary, might be longer lasting, but it could be temporary, and you just need to receive it as an assignment. Now, the next thing I want to move to is I want to talk about 
the difference, uh, because I, I think it's important. I mentioned in earlier episodes that I don't want to, I don't want to say that a servant leader is not a good thing. I just want to distinguish the difference between servant leader and steward leader. And I guess I kind of look at it as somewhat of a, maybe a hierarchy. I mean, at base level, most people, when they get in leadership roles, if they, if they are, are, are doing the type of leadership that we see a lot of people do, it is an authoritative, controlling leadership model. Now, over the years, we started hearing more of the need to be a servant leader, and that called for some humility and, and you know, serving more and treating people with more respect and honor and dignity. And, and what I'm really talking about here is something that's even a level above that, which is the steward leader. And I recently ran, ran across an article, and let me see if I can pull it up here, that kind of highlighted some differences between servant leader and steward leader. And I want to say this was from a book. It was from a book called Steward Leadership, but it was also in, in the nonprofit organization realm, and it's by Kent Wilson. And I pulled up a synopsis here because I'd scanned through the book sometime back. But, uh, but anyway, this, he actually is taking a look at the servant leadership, the, I guess the challenges with it. And, and what, he, what he goes into here, what the author does, Wilson, is he says he's dissatisfied with the term for two reasons, servant leadership. First, many people who claim to be servant leaders really aren't. They just use it as a term or a title, and they kind of throw the term around a little bit. Second, we don't create similar hybrids for other spiritual gifts in the church. This is from a ministry standpoint. In other words, we just, we just use the term servant. I, I think the thing that I have a challenge with, and it'll come up here in just a moment, is that many times someone who is an authoritative leader will attempt to use the term servant leadership to control those that they are over. And they'll use that and they'll use it in potentially a manipulative way. Now, I am not saying servant leadership is a bad thing. I'm just saying that it can be abused by some people. And also it ties into some people's personality styles that we that we mentioned in an earlier episode. I think there are many people that I'll give you an example. Probably my personality. If I if I was in your organization and worked for you, it would probably be really good for me to be told to be a servant leader and to to adhere to you because I like to come in and be in charge. If I'm around a group or team, I like to be in charge. But but there are other people that that might have different personalities than myself, that if you tell them to be a servant leader, they might be more rule followers or things like that. They may take that to mean things like they need to, they need to serve more, they need to be quiet, they don't need to speak up as much, and it, and it may cause you to lose some of the value of those team members. So, having said that, there's a chart that, uh, that Wilson has in this book that really discusses kind of the differences between servant leadership and steward leadership. And I'm just going to hopefully quickly here cover just a few of these. Um, Servant leader, as far as strategy goes, is there to ensure that other people's highest priority needs are being met and they develop as persons. The steward leader, as it relates to strategy, is there to achieve the objectives of the owner and stakeholders by managing people and resources for growth. So you see there the steward is the caretaker, they're the overseer, 
and the servant is there to serve what other people are. So that's a slight difference there. Let me kind of look through here. Uh, the servant leader has a participative style of leadership. The steward leader shifts between authoritarian and participative. There are times as a steward leader where we have to stand up and give, give a controlling authori authoritative instruction. Servant leader, typically never allowed to do that. Uh, the, the, the characteristics, just some of the characteristics of servant leadership, listening, empathy, healing, awareness, persuasion, um, commitment, community, some of the characteristics of steward leadership, accountability, big word there that's not in steward, servant, faithfulness, submissiveness, humility, they know the owner, they have relationship with the owner. They are not the owner necessarily, as we've talked about, but they know the owner. They've got to focus on the mission, they're non-owner, they're self-sacrificing, and they are risk-taking. I think many times servant leaders would not be considered risk-taking. And then the goal of the leadership of a servant leader is to typically empower followers. And the goal of leadership for a steward leader is to fulfill the mission and to have a sustainable organization that exists even when we're not around or when that leadership mantle has been passed off to someone. So anyway, some good tips on that. I hope, you, uh, I hope you're able to take that and see the differences between between the uh, steward leader and the uh, and the servant leader, I thought that was um, I thought that was good. So as we finish up here, actually there was one other thing I wanted to share. Let me get to this, and I think it's I think what I wanted to do here is just dive into a little more detail on selfishness and self motivation and ambition. And the reason that I wanted to do that is because to me I think it's the I think it's the biggest I think it's the biggest challenge for someone who's attempting to step into the role of a steward leader. I think it's the biggest hurdle to overcome. And that is self-motivation, selfishness. There's a lot of areas there, and, and we all can deal with different things. But I actually just this morning received an email in my inbox that are 10 signs your leadership is driven by selfish ambition. And it's by Kerry Newoff, by a guy I follow him. I listen to his, um, listen to his podcast. He's an author, and I may provide a link to, uh, to this post because he posted this on his blog. And he has some great information in the ministry, for ministry, business people, related to leadership, something that you may want to check out. And, and so what I want to do is just hit the, the 10 items he brings up here, because I think they may, I think they really apply so, to, to what we're talking about here in relation to what a steward leader is and what a steward leader is not. Because selfishness or self-ambition is what a steward leader is not. So let me hit these 10 real quickly and then we'll wrap up this episode. Number one, you're way too tied to results. And boy, this is a tough one for me to hear because as an engineer, as a results-oriented guy, especially young in my career, results were important. But it's real interesting now. I mean, I'm sitting here recording a podcast and we're into season three. And I've also just finished writing a book and a novel. And, you know, one of the things I'm attempting to do is just enjoy the process 
enjoy putting the pieces together, sharing that, sharing the book with people as it finishes up and becomes edited and ready to publish, and sharing the podcast like I'm doing today, and not really be too concerned with the results. And so I'm hopeful that I'm working on this one myself. But anyway, you can be too self-ambitious if you're too tied to results. Uh, Number two, failure seems terrifying. In other words, there's a fear of failure. I've been around people that have a fear of success, but uh, you could be overcome with ambition if you're just terrified of failure. Number three on this list is you're far more focused on breadth than depth. That's also related to results, but it's just like you just keep turning through, keep turning through, you're focused on quantity and not necessarily quality. Number four, this one's going to hit so close to home for some people. And again, this is primarily focused, uh, Carrie Newhoff addresses this a lot to ministers. And his number four here sign of self-ambition is you use people. And man, that's pretty blunt right there. But so many people move into positions of leadership and they just see people as expendable, expendable resources. And listen, people do come and go and there's people that join and leave and there's seasons, but you don't need to use people. They're not just something that you use up and dispose of. And, you know, great leadership isn't really getting work done through people. It's growing people and helping people along and being stewards over people. So number four is you use people. Don't do that. That shows that's that's bad. Number five, you love to take credit. This is an ego thing. We've talked about this. Don't be the one that has to always take the credit. We've talked about this before. Be the one that shines the light on others. Don't don't let ego, don't let credit be the gasoline that fuels your engine. That's a dangerous place to be. Number six, you have a hard time admitting fault. You're never wrong. Mm, oh boy, I'd love to say that I've got this one totally solved, but, but um, anyway, we all probably need an extra dose of admitting when we mess up or make a mistake. Number seven, it's really hard to say no, fear of missing out. This is how people can get things piled on them. They can't say no, they can't turn down any opportunities. That's only, that typically comes up when people are trying to build their personal kingdom and not, for those of us that are spiritually minded, not build the kingdom. You, you believe that it's all about you and everything's got to flow through you. So if it comes your way, you've got to accept it, receive it, and own it. And uh, that's a dangerous place to be. Don't do that. Number eight, you feel entitled to success. That's sort of related to what we were talking about earlier. The opposite of that would, being a victim, would be being a victim. But you have this entitlement mindset that because of who you are or where you were born or the work you've done or something like that, you think that you're entitled to succeed, maybe because you're great or something like that. That's, that's not good. Number nine, winning is more important than loving. Winning is more important than loving. And I don't think I have to say anything else about that. Number 10 is one that I have seen. I've dealt with quite a bit with, not necessarily myself, it's not necessarily my personality, but many others is you're always insecure. Number 10, you're always insecure. Again, those 10 were signs of self-ambition, selfishness, being an ego-driven leader, and all of those are the opposite of what we're attempting to accomplish by being a steward leader. So listen, this season, 
has been so phenomenal. I so enjoy this topic. I just want to say that this has this has really covered a number of things, and I hope we've covered it well. There's probably so many other things that we could cover, and and we have I mean I have so many notes on this, but I guess a couple of things that I want to say as we wrap up this final episode. Of course, there's probably going to be a few bonus bonus episodes though, and that is this: if if you already, I I, I truly believe that everyone is a leader, a steward, an overseer, a caretaker in some capacity. There is something that all of us have responsibility over. It could be as simple as just some basic things like you have responsibility and stewardship over over your body, your temple. It should be taken care of, you know, to eat a certain way and have fitness and and just take care of yourself, your spirit, your soul, your body. I think we have stewardship over our relationships, and I would hope that everyone listening to this, you have some relationships. I know some people have a number of them, and some maybe have fewer, but either way, you have relationships with family and relatives and friends and people you interact with in work and people you minister to and people that may minister to you, you have relationships. So you have, you had stewardship over those relationships. You have stewardship over resources. You know, if you're listening to this right now, on a on a device or computer or phone I'm guessing that's not the only resource that you have that you steward over take care of those things we we need to treat those things as if we are a steward over them and that's all of our stuff and our things and it's just those things we've been gifted with and and we need to show gratitude for those things by being a good steward over them and of course, for those people that might be listening to this, that you have a team or you, uh, you oversee a group or you have a group of people that meet uh, from time to time, then those would be subordinates or your people or your sheep or the, the, the people that work for you, the people that work in your organization, the people that work for your business, the people that work in your, in your corporation. You have stewardship over them. Take good care of them. And then, and then kind of the last item here is you have stewardship over your vision, over your purpose, over what God created you for. You have stewardship over that. So, so be mindful of that and treat it as a gift. Treat it as something that has great value that you are taking care of while you're here, while you're on this earth. And treat it as something that when you give it back, when you give it back to your Creator, it's going to be something that's better than when it than when it was gifted to you. So, I just want to wrap up. There was kind of an interesting thing that happened just the other day, and and I guess it kind of relates to people that may not think they're in a position of leadership, or they don't think that they are, and maybe some of these things don't apply to them. I actually had someone, and again, this podcast, we really haven't, as of the time I'm recording this, really haven't promoted it to many people. I've just shared it once on my personal Facebook page. So thank you for all of those who have been listening to it, because we are going to attempt to do some marketing on the near future. But I, I, my wife and I, we were with someone recently, and we got to talking about some things that we were working on in our assignments, and it came up that I had a podcast and this person was someone who was more mature, I will call them elderly or 
um, older. I guess they were in their mid-60s. And for some people listening, that could be young. For some, it may not. I'll just say they were mature. We'll just leave it at that. And they said, I love listening to podcasts. What is it? And they, they grabbed their phone and they actually subscribed right there. And then we had to leave for a short period of time. And then we came back later. And this person had already kind of jumped on and listened to a few podcasts. So it was kind of a good lesson for me. And that is not to judge who may listen to listen to podcasts. But, but what was interesting is when this person first went to the podcast and they read the description. I think it starts off as... For those that are leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, ministers, or just those that are creating something new or, you know, going and, and building things. And anyway, those are, those are kind of the descriptions of the podcast. And this person looked up at me and said, oh, this must not be for me because it started off with the word leader. And, and it kind of took me back a little bit and I, I didn't really say and then they got to the other part and it says oh for someone who's um, you know striving for excellence and creating something new they go oh that's me okay I could listen but but what's interesting and I'm not I'm not gonna mention names and I'm not gonna try to give a lot of detail here because because they're probably hopefully gonna be listening to this episode but but this was a person who who mentioned that they did not believe that they were a leader but yet, this is a person who had had a number of children, grown and, and adult children, and also grandchildren. And this was also a person that owned quite a bit of acreage, uh, you know, a farm and some other things. This was also a person that was married, and and their husband had a few health health challenges and issues. So they were in a caretaker role in, in some situations for for their husband. And they also had relatives, siblings, that were also living with them from time to time that they were caring for and taking care of. And so I, I, I guess I just want to share as we wrap up this season, in my eyes, there is no greater steward than this person that is taking care of. They're overseeing the people, places, and things that they have been gifted and they're watching over their family, their extended family, their relatives, their spouse, property, resources. And to me, I cannot think of a better example. And I can't think of anything that I would, that I would rather finish up this season's episodes with saying that that person is the steward that we should model. It's someone that is being a steward, the ultimate everyday leader. Every day, this person is being a steward over those people, places, and or things that God has gifted them with. And I just applaud them and I applaud, applaud you for those that have listened through to this, to the end of this season. There's been a lot that we've covered and there could be a lot more, but anyway, I thank you. If I don't thank you enough for listening, I apologize, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. If it's been a blessing to you, please share these episodes. Go rate this on the platforms that you listen to. We, on our website and in other places, you can connect with us. In fact, connect is the email address, connect at seekgocreate.com. Send us an email. I promise you, someone on our team, myself probably, will read every message. We'll attempt to respond if you give us ideas, input, feedback, we will take that to heart. And, and we just appreciate that very much. So 
With that, I just challenge you to take what you've heard, take what we discussed, take what we discussed here, and go out and be an everyday leader. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Seat Go Create podcast, a part of the SGC Network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new, we are constantly discussing bold new topics and ideas here on the network, so be sure to subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We look forward to sharing more with you next time, but until then, enjoy the journey.